Welcome to Kibbe on Liberty. The Free the People staff have taken over the show for a special Christmas extravaganza. And I'm not responsible for what's about to happen. Merry Christmas. Yeah, we're starting. Oh, we are rolling? Yeah. So I should put my so, phone away? So get out, like, <laughs> trying to do a podcast with my wife and I can't get her off the phone. Are you going to check Facebook while we do this? I was checking invites for the Christmas party tonight. People yeah, are yeah. coming that weren't RSVP'd, then they're not coming. It's very uh, complicated. Uh, Sounds rough. It is rough. <laughs> yeah, so I forgot to RSVP. I'm, so are I'm you gonna, staying for the party or are you I, going home? I think I'm going to be here. Okay. I don't want to commit to anything. I might not sorry, have enough you, food for you, though. Are you saying you're not going to be at the Christmas party? I, I'm just it not starts committing. starts in like two hours. I just don't want to commit via RSVP yet. <laughs> oh, you haven't RSVP'd. Yeah. He's still waiting for, you know, that, that better offer to the come in. The third email will, will do it. <laughs> this, I, I don't know what's year. going on right now. So, like, this... This is a typical free the people meeting where everyone just sort of bickers each other and ignores each other and, and eventually something really cool happens. Well, you wanted to do a Christmas podcast. I just want to drink because we're beer. we uh, no days off and we're going to release a podcast. What's a on day off? Christmas, which is on Wednesday. Right? Yeah. So this is uh, we're going to pretend that this is Christmas Day. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Thanks. Whatever. I which mean, also would have started. Yeah. Yeah. When does Hanukkah start? Hanukkah starts the Monday. day after winter, which I'm also not aware of the exact day. Carrots it's Monday. It starts on Tuesday. No, no Hanukkah's Monday. Hanukkah's Monday. Hanukkah's Monday. Monday. Okay, now that we cleared Jeez. that up. Um, <laughs> I'm clearly an expert on so, Hanukkah. So we had, we had a very clear vision, which I have not shared with the rest of these guys, about what we're going to do on the final episode of the first season of Kibbe on Liberty. And these guys, um, most of whom you've met in some iteration or another, are the Free the People team. This is the rest Kara's. of the Free the People team is right behind the cameras here. This is um, Kara's first time on camera. Really? I mean... Uh, I think she was on an episode of I was on, actually season one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, season I was, one. Oh, that's right. That's but, right. But not this not year. Not like mainstream KOL. But not 2.0. I mean. Right. 2.0. <laughs> season one, 2.0. Not the podcast version. Right. And we, we have just spent a entire day uh, sort of figuring out what we did right in in 2019 is it 2019 it's 2019 and planning the huge shit that we're going to do in 2020 and it's it's going to be awesome but but i don't really want to talk because there's all these cool beers i went out and bought every christmas beer i could find what do you have can you describe Um, them the most exciting one is one that we actually brought back from vermont and it's called el jefe all right Um, yeah so let's talk about this vermont beer so Matt said that we were going to go up to Vermont for this really cool Christmas weekend to cut down our Christmas trees, like this one. But it was really just an excuse to go to all of the different microbreweries in Vermont. So it was a little bit of a bait and switch. Ooh, it's dark. Is that a cat in a Santa hat? It is a cat in a Santa hat. Just checking. You'd be surprised to know that if I see a can of craft Vermont beer with a cat in a Santa hat on it, I buy it. (laughs) Well, shocked. I think that there's a relevant free the people kid be on liberty whatever story with the alchemist the brewer these beers um i believe in it was a last year 2018 um, matt you forgot the flying dog we also Christmas have beer. oh shit yeah. it's out in the garage well keep talking i'll be back well okay but <laughs> i can talk about the alchemist actually 
So we went out there. Um, what were we doing in Vermont? It was. Oh, we were filming with um, our buddy uh, Paul. Yeah, Paul the. He was a state state rep in Vermont, and we did a series of profiles on individuals. Joel, we did one on Joel when he ran for for mayor Joel of his Davis. town, Joel, Joel Davis. Davis. On our we team. did one about Christine Stenquist, mm-hmm. who was is a. Uh, activist out in utah doing medical marijuana stuff and then we did one about paul dame who uh was is a was a a uh, member of the vermont state legislator right he was a libertarian in the vermont legislature ron paul guy interesting Mm -hmm. you know story there but we were out in vermont filming that and you can't go anywhere with kibby and if there's craft beer around to be had you're going to drive through the snow for as many hours necessary to go get said craft beer. It's usually worth it, I'll be yeah. honest. So but this one, the alchemist is literally next to a grave like a like a graveyard. Like it's across the street from a graveyard, so right. then we also shot something about Bernie Sanders style socialism uh across the street after picking up cases upon cases of alchemist because it's like he needs to pack a second car in order to go up to Vermont just to bring back beer. Is that... I, I think I need a beer after that. Am I remembering story? that right? You yeah. are. Yeah. So we have. We found a haunted bridge too, which was nearby. Yeah, it was it was scary and cool all at the same time. But uh, so we have uh, one beer that that Terry pointed out. I didn't have is is a beer called Family Drama, an Imperial Pilsner, from our friends at Flying Dog. Imperial Pilsner, I would have that. Yeah, okay. I want the next one of those too, please. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna commit to a full one of any of these because <laughs> I'll be drunk in five minutes. Okay, so. who who wants a beer? Um, what do you want? So we have and heady topper. Well, you really shouldn't have. Huh? Well, um, the heady topper. That's a question mark. That's not really a Christmas. It's beer. not a Christmas. It's kind beer. of breaking the. Uh, can you pour my beer? Except the, the fourth beer wall with that. <laughs> okay, princess. Um, this is really good. So I will I will play the Kibbe on Liberty drinking game rules throughout this. So okay, oh, well, we all describe them with the rest describe of the Kibbe on Liberty yeah. drinking rules. So actually, Cheers. so I think that in the comments, people have. It's like if Kibby says something about Mises, but I have at least 20 other things. Hayek, that's a favorite. Hayek, pet peeves of mine that Kibby. Um, well, when he says Mises, Hayek. Well, no, no, those are two, not even You have so enough. many pet peeves, but, but why, don't, why don't, this isn't, Can we this, do, this isn't Festivus, of, but yeah. why don't you just for go for it? 2020, if you want to add more things to the Kibby on Liberty podcast drinking game, um, here are the things. If Kibby says... You know, this interview, really a bucket list item. Bucket list. Bucket list item. Drink. That one's because good. there are a lot of things on his bucket list. It's <laughs> Honestly, being with you guys is kind of a bucket list thing for me it's right now. It's happening well, right now. Cheers. 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 Yeah. Hello. Sorry. Is disintermediation on your list? Oh, yeah. that's a good one. He, okay. He's kind of... That's a t- I think he gets tongue-tied when he says that these days because he doesn't use it as much anymore. Okay. Because that's um, not one of my pet peeves. John Perry Barlow, any mention, that's like that's it. A, that's bad news. I one. stopped doing that when uh, um, what's his name, founder of Overstock, Patrick Byrne. Yeah, we were talking about the Grateful Dead, and I was just like, 
connecting with him on a emotional, intellectual level. And I said, did you ever meet John Perry Barlow? And he basically said, yeah, that guy was an asshole. <laughs> I'm so like, but this, he's my hero. So, well, so. that was, you guys had like a whole, you guys, um, I think with old school deadheads, you guys collect on a, connect on a different like religious level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Except on John Perry Barlow, it sounds like. Um, <laughs> now, another thing that, that, that gives you uh, the pet peeves, yeah. if that's a thing. Oh, this is, is a good segue. Uh, oh, if is you're going where are you, I think you're going. AOC. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to Well, it's, the, it's, the, it's not just AOC. It's the way you tee up AOC. And let's see if I can do it right. <laughs> you say, you know, um, a lot of the things that, you know, people like AOC and Bernie Sanders are upset about, you know, there's things that I think that we can agree on. But, you know, they like to look at socialism as this is just, you know, uh, just people working together and getting along when in fact it's really something very different. And and I don't, I think we're just coming at things from different angles. Do is I, that use, that, do I use that tone too? No, that was my sarcasm tone. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was you mocking my wokeness, yeah. essentially. Yeah. But is that I is mean, that what wokeness is? <laughs> yeah. Behind the camera team is that is that basically what he does every time? Yeah. Logan's Logan, giving, Logan and Trey are giving up. the thumbs up. Two, two thumbs up. <laughs> By the way, thumbs um, up. Don't record on a podcast usually. Well, well I want I want to know yeah, what yeah, Kibby's pet peeves out. of Matt Bataglia are. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, well, there long. we go. There's a uh, long list. I mean, his, 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 uh, the, the Santa Claus that he, he drew for our, our Christmas logo. That's a pet peeve. Seems, well, he, it's he just seems, a little depressed. It's a little he seems dark. kind of a dark and angry Santa. Yeah. I, uh, I use the word melancholy, but <laughs> <laughs> like, which, which is what Christmas is all about, really. Yeah. 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 He's a Santa who's done some crime. But this, but the segue. So, um, <laughs> I, I thought we'd bring up AOC and, I, I and, and, and Matt thinks that I'm that I'm way too soft on on the woke left and and democratic socialism and and certainly AOC and you you don't really I don't really pay as much attention like I feel like you give her way too much like uh uh you know she occupies a lot more room in your head than I think you need what to like love credit it. for her popularity yeah she's uh, she's trending man she's big. Should she just become the congresswoman who cannot be named so that we don't give her any credit? <laughs> well, I just I think that everyone left and right, they what ends up happening is like uh, we focus on like this, you know, on like these personalities to the point of like they don't have to do anything. They're just constantly in headlines and they're just kind of they just exist. It's like just this friggin hole that we dump a lot of takes into well she's she's definitely a personality and obviously any anybody on social media that trends it's more about it's more about the cult of personality than than ideas or or philosophy or anything like that but she does definitely connect with an audience that i think is is trying to figure stuff out and Mm -hmm. so i i'm not really soft on her i think i'm soft on people particularly young people that are trying to figure things out and and they're looking at all the crazy stuff you see on social media and you're like, I, I don't I don't even know where I fit in this whole world. Well, she's doing some of the same things that Donald Trump did, honestly, on social media. She's filming videos of herself doing things out of the, uh, you know, unexpected that a normal politician wouldn't do. She's got videos of herself drinking wine on her Twitter and her Instagram and talking, rattling off her thoughts on things. Um, that's not directly what Trump did, but he used social media in a different way than anybody else. Did she Photoshop people... her head on to... Sylvester Stallone, because that would be cool. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, we'll see what happens next year. Who knows? Yeah, it could happen. It could happen. Or Rocky's Wonder Woman. Right. Um, well, but I think, so I think the thing that you want to talk about, though, is we don't want to talk about AOC. We actually want to talk about, you know, there's a lot of people who seem to be hungry for ideas or, you know, like things that explain ideas to them or offer up a different solution to things than what's present. Yeah, who maybe main, don't fit choices. into these two boxes. They're not subscribing to either of these two mainstream ideologies, right? P- political parties. So that's why, like, people that watch this show probably realize that that compared to some of my colleagues at Blaze TV, what we do is is different, and not just because we're we've now we're now 15 minutes into a podcast about nothing, <laughs> so it's very Seinfeldian. But mm-hmm. we are we're drinking beer, so that's kind of cool. Can but... you say Seinfeldian? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that's amazing. So that'll be that'll be Matt's trigger word for next year. I'll, what? I'll describe everything Seinfeldian. I like Seinfeld though. <laughs> well, it's finally something we agree yeah. on. There's like Seinfeld. I like, this is a, this one's good though. This, um... It's a it's so this is uh, what's it called El Jefe, El Jefe. Yeah. which yeah. must be the name of like the brewery cat at at the Alchemist. But it's it's a it's a style that used to be really big in the '90s. It's called a black IPA. Well, they just call it a dark one. It's, it's just, just dark, dark but well, they're not allowed to say black IPA anymore. Well, I, I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> Uh, but but a black IPA is basically a a dark malt um, that's that's hopped aggressively. Now, when you were up there picking these up on your annual Christmas tree Vermont trip, were they like canning beers, like at while you were at, over there? Not at the moment. No. Oh, okay. Because no. that's the best time to go there is when you're canning them and you gotta just stand there and you talk to the guy who's canning them. And you're like, what you what you got there? And then they just start pouring you beers off the line and you can just stand there. <laughs> and just be hammered in moments because they give you the little tasters which moments, are great right. and they're freebies but then you go and stand on the line and the guy's like ah, here's a full beer and it's like that's they were, awesome they were pouring full beers when we were there for like yeah not much money like just a couple of bucks a pour a glass so that was kind of nice but you bring up another problem that we have with Bataglia is he he's used to drinking i guess you call it beer but it's uh, really water i like light. i like I like. Um, what are you doing, dude? What well, did you do to that? Like, I don't know. A mic Gravity, situation. Man, a... <laughs> there you go. We'll fix that in post. <laughs> um. <laughs> now, what what are we talking about? Let's talk about something serious. So we we just we just had our 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 annual meeting of Free the People, and and we talked about some of the cool stuff we did this year. But mm-hmm. g- give me some highlights. You were like all animated about this stuff yesterday. You were. So you're not animated today? You don't remember. This is the most animated he's been all day. <laughs> I did see him napping earlier while the rest of us were working. Uh, Give us a little behind the scenes. Yeah, that's what I was. I'm getting there. Whole, everyone's. No one's letting my 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 brain. This is no gonna, one's letting you. This talk. is going to be one of those Joe Rogan six hour specials. <laughs> to and, anything. And, and, and Elon Musk is going to whip out a joint. Talk at any about moment here. talk about we I, just released well, today I was going, the Hong Kong video. That's pretty cool. I'm getting there. If we, what are you waiting for? Come on, Matt. I'm going to get another beer while you get sort of <laughs> yeah per- perfectly comfortable. Right? Go go um go kind of sequentially. So talk yeah, about I was going to start at the beginning. Program. I actually I kind of looked back at the like timeline. In retrospect, that's. You're gonna let him go through the year in retrospect. <laughs> We're gonna be here till tomorrow. Why don't we just replace Matt with Sam? 
Do it. Jesus. Um, oh my crap. So I was looking back. Whenever you're ready, Matt. So I want to start, though. We did win an award for a short documentary that we put together. Um, Trey and Logan were kind of the primaries on this and did a great job on it. It was called The Right to Bear 3D Printers. Um, And that's sort of like, you know, just looking back, that was sort of like the beginning of our year was was releasing that video. We also, in conjunction, released the state of war video with um with thomas massey and Rand paul and um emma from uh cato and uh you know so we kind of i think that we did start out strong both of those videos ended up in the the anthem film festival um unfortunately they were both in the same category so so one, that meant one, that one. one of us had to lose i is uh, that your spin I was unfortunately <laughs> Trey and Logan. Trey and Logan yeah. quest your video. Well, lo- well, yeah. Trey and then edited. Trey edited State of War, so Trey was both a winner and a loser. Yeah, you defeated yourself. Yeah. <laughs> nice job, Trey. Um, because we are so good that we just we just like crowded the entire field. Yeah. No, we did. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so the other things that we released, we we actually we did a we did a trip to Serbia. We released a couple of videos from from that trip. So we did a, a freedom trek, which was, um, I think, a little bit bizarre. Um, What's a freedom trek? It was basically you. When, you know, if we're going, on, if we're traveling for something, in this case, it was um, students for students liberty. for liberty. And uh, so we were over there, and we were also. This was also the trip when we went and filmed a um, video beers for a beers freedom video with. Um, Vladimir. Dogma. Vladimir from Dogma, who did a collaboration with, actually, our friends from Flying Dog. It all comes back to Flying Dog. It all comes back to beer or Flying Dog or both. And uh, so while we were out there, um, we filmed basically our misadventures over there and also some, some of the history of Serbia and, and, and sort of where that area is at in belgrade um where we you know we talked to our our friend petar um good dude had he kind of toured us around the city we ate some food um well my favorite part of that video was when you guys were uh, sort of followed i uh, want to say stalked by an onlooker and it uh, became almost like a mini horror series for a couple minutes there that was fun watch the video um but um, you guys were at some some dinner or something. I think it's the strangest thing you guys have ever done. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> and that but, says a lot. The Serbians that watched it did not like they the didn't, way that we portrayed no. it. No. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like a complete horror show. Yeah. <laughs> there was a there was a creeper following well, them. Well, it was funny because you all were at at some we we were dinner working at a dinner and and um um we uh we kind of realized we didn't fit in. And in so, Serbia? Well, no, at the dinner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, place, places where like there were ties. Yeah, and I see. Jackets and things gotcha. like that. Yeah, things that we we didn't we don't really right. travel with or have. Um, we ended up on a yacht, like a yacht bar, which was like a local dive bar, which in America is the bar that I would. That's where I would drink. In Serbia, you're not you're not so sure. 
but it was a great it was a great time we actually i i loved it there it was it was nice i would go back um, how often do you drink at yacht bars not yacht bars <laughs> but dive bars it was very divey um but it was like a dive bar but on the oh, serious, i saw i saw yeah, the video i mean and we'll link all this in the show notes though, the for flip sure side of that video was we did do a video we we went and we met with an, a historian of who basically has been doing the really difficult legwork of going through all of the atrocities that that the people of Serbia suffered under um, Soviet Russia and in communist the communist regime there and it's it, which is it's a pretty fascinating story because all these records are sort of destroyed or difficult right. to find or hidden and you know all the buildings that were used for all these things have all been repurposed and you know change so um we also produced that and released that this year um i want to know um exciting. i don't know what was matt kibbe's favorite video that we did in the past year uh, yeah well before i talk about and that, that like like i think so we we did one about tito that 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 matt is referencing and it, mm-hmm. it was a socialism kills video and we, we tito's had, reign of terror it was yes we had some not the vodka we had some challenge challenges translating um the serbian professor into english so like from a production point of view it was like a new thing for us Mm -hmm. Um, but that was um you you correct me since you're you know the numbers didn't that perform pretty well it did it ended up really good uh you guys ended up doing a voiceover for him because uh it was more effective than just the translation uh in captions and uh yeah that one did quite well i thought it was very interesting one of one of the themes that that we've sort of teased out when we study the the implementation of socialism in practice that that I think is a great way to connect with with young kids that love AOC is the fact that that under these totalitarian regimes one of the very first things they go after is speech and then they go after journalists and then they go after artists and poets and actors because they they are particularly afraid of of independent minds or particularly afraid of of creative types you know grumpy artists like yourself Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, you would be the first to go yeah. <laughs> when right. bernie when bernie sanders wins I, the election uh can it happen tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> see what i mean <laughs> we'll we'll fix that in post <laughs> um so I'm, I'm trying to make this somewhat useful but so the original idea like <laughs> w- when we started this podcast one of the ideas we had was to get various members of our team together maybe mm-hmm. once a month and and do something that was slightly more newsy and just comment on on stuff that's happening right um, i don't i don't want to comment on impeachment because you'll go down your let's your not trumpian huh. rabbit hole um and get triggered and angry but you're, you're i just there. connect dots man <laughs> and there are a lot of you dots just know what's going on connect. um but Epstein let's see what was the the, the 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 best things that we did this year it's kind of hard to say because the the projects that are coming out as we speak i think are the coolest yeah and i was actually i was eventually gonna you know work my way up to those eventually. i was starting yeah eventually. but but we only have an hour to do this, this podcast so, hour. so why don't we jump forward to some of these these more new things because weren't we in serbia like three years ago or something <laughs> I, I, I mean, was it looking, was in 2019. I but was looking at things that were really We finally got around to editing. Trying that to stuff. work my way up the ladder. Um, um, so for 2020, let's just let's just do a looking forward, looking ahead. Um, we did actually. So we just released today. Um, so today, not today when you're listening to it, but today is today ago. when we're recording it. So 
So today as in last week. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. Right. So we just released a video about um, the protest in Hong Kong. And also sort of um, kind of, I think that it works nicely as a, as a summary of sort of the NBA protest to now, like what's, what's gone on? Why is, you know, why are we focusing on Hong Kong? Why, why is it important to keep, to pay attention to what's happening there? Um, And so it's a nice, concise, like 13 minute or so um, (coughs) short and, uh, and, and it kind of it brings every it 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 brings you through everything that's gone on and is going on there, which is it's a really interesting video. I think we're pretty proud of it. We, I mean, I quick turnaround, um, and we actually spoke with a couple people who um, Simon, who's in it, is from Hong Kong, runs an organization in Hong Kong, um, and is you know lives in Hong Kong, and so has had a really interesting perspective on what's going on was able to kind of really talk about it um we also talked to lee uh whose last name we will not mention um but she because is because she still travels in china right and and be, but like because she has that fear well, she was born and raised in in, in mao's in china, china and right. her story is fascinating and we've done a we had her on the podcast and hopefully you listen to her her talking about her experience under mao's china and how horrific it was but you know all these all these things sort of point to a really terrifying future for people in Hong Kong and so this video is just a small part of trying to draw attention to what's happening there right now and why it's important to not let it go to where it could go what, I really like go ahead okay sorry I was gonna say what I really like about the video was watching the evolution of the storyline um, so I mean it started with with Kibby on Twitter, where he spends the majority of his life, um, and he saw some tweets about Lee, who was raising money. There's like three Lees in the video, so That's it gets true. really there complicated. Are three um, so Lee was raising money to um, distribute free Hong Kong T-shirts at at, NBA, at the NBA games because of the NBA protests. So this entire storyline stemmed from that. So it started with mm-hmm. you know talking with with Lee and and sending. Sam out to you know it's videotape that and, and interview thing. those yeah. people and then we were in New York where there was going to be people from Hong Kong and China so we were able to use that opportunity and so from the interviews that we did it that's really what helped us develop the the storyline mm-hmm. um, so it's it started out being about the NBA protests but then it it, it really highlights China and I, I love how it starts with um, Lee from Hong Kong saying or Simon from Hong Kong saying, you know, this is really about China being a bully. And it's really about that. Like the NBA protest was just a small, small part of it, but it's highlighted, I think, to the American audience what was going on more so than anything else would. Yeah, certainly. And it's like the, the difference between China versus Hong Kong and Maduro versus the Venezuelan people is that there's there's a real sort of transpartisan thing about what's happening to the students in Hong Kong um, because China's not really viewed as a an experiment in socialism, although it certainly was. It's just an authoritarian bully that is using the power of big government to, to uh, uh, suppress speech and take away the right to assemble and to to ultimately they're they're shooting these kids in the streets mm-hmm. so there's 
there's there's a path to get to why things like the First Amendment and the Second Amendment and the Fourth Amendment matter so much, but it's not it's not this sort of charged like socialism versus whatever it is that that kids are calling it today. Right. And well, if you also if you're listening to this and you want more on it, there's obviously the video that we did on Hong Kong. We actually did a couple video like shorter videos mm-hmm. before this one on the Hong Kong protests. We have some great interviews too about yeah. Mao's China. Yeah, yeah we have the interviews with Lee. Earlier with, in history than this, of course. That's true. We have a, a video that Sam did about the uh, China Socialist. It was, I think it was titled China Socialist. There's going to be so many links in these episode um, notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also we, we, the episode before this episode was an inter- a interview with Lee and Cyan um talking about their this sort of the their involvement with the shirts and everything and and the protests and then also you know the talking about some of the people that they've met who've traveled to china or been or from hong kong or have family over there and so that's also a really interesting episode so if you didn't listen to it um you should check that out kara mentioned this and and i don't do that much of this on the podcast but there is an archive of all of our stuff at freethepeople.org and there you is. could you could follow us on our YouTube page. Yeah, youtube.com slash free the people. Where do you where do you find our stuff, Karen? I mean, we have the free the people handle on pretty much every social network. So free the people, find us on you know, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on freethepeople.org. On Amazon on Amazon. Well, yeah, Prime. we've got a lot of our videos on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. So this Hong Kong video these guys are talking about is gonna be up on Amazon Prime, so you'll be able to search for it there on the Free the People channel. The video is titled Free Hong Kong. Uh, we've got our stuff on Roku too. So some of our, our sort of best and longest and you know uh, biggest projects go up on Amazon Prime and Roku as well. So you can find a lot of our content there if you like to watch on your TV. Yeah. So you're uh, uh, I didn't introduce any of you guys, no. which no. which is pr- potentially a failure on my part. But, <laughs> potentially. But Kara, you're our chief technology officer and vice president of everything. I don't know what your title is. Is that exactly. is that my official title? Vice president Thanks. of everything. Uh, yeah. Apparently, you just promoted to vice president of everything. Oh on well, the show. happy holidays to me. <laughs> but our our team is sort of divided simpli- over simplistically between people that focus on creating beautiful video content, storytelling, mm-hmm. and and things that that we think resonate with with young people. But the other half is actually getting people, giving people a chance to see our stuff. So talk a little bit about our distribution strategy and how it is that we're, we're trying to reach audiences who don't just travel in this, this conservative mm-hmm. bubble. Sure. I mean, we, as you know, I mean, we try to reach people where they already are. So if people want to watch our stuff on Facebook, it's there. If they want to watch it on YouTube, if it's there. If they want to watch it on their TV. Now we're getting more into channels that are available where you can find it, you know, on your streaming services. And so... Um, you know, we our audience is made up, you know, of people of all ages, but more and more young people over the last couple of years. I mean, that little bucket of people is getting bigger and bigger, which is pretty cool for us because we're all relatively young and that's the kind of folks we want to have the most influence on. And so um, it's it's been really cool. I mean, we've all been working together for quite a while and our distribution has just evolved over time as people's preferences of viewership change. We kind of keep, you know, changing ourselves to meet those needs and have people be able to find our stuff wherever they like to watch. The, you know, the thing we, we sort of watched as, as so we're, we're, we're pursuing young people wherever it is they consume content. And the thing that we saw, I guess, years ago was that they were fleeing 
Facebook or mm -hmm. not even signing up in the first place because that's where olds like me <laughs> hang out. And they go to places where they can curate the content that they mm -hmm. want to watch and stream it sometimes for hours and days on end. Oh, so sure. this, this idea like that young to... people don't have attention spans is ridiculous. No, young people like to binge watch stuff. <laughs> and so now, you know, we try when we come out with new series and all that. I mean, more and more and more, you know, over the past year or two, you know, we'll sort of hang on to it and release everything in one burst or release it in quick succession so folks can, you know, kind of binge watch it like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, our, like I said, you know, young people definitely have been more and more drawn to our stuff uh, as we have just and, and I think the more you know that we produce the stuff that's less overtly political and more sort of just telling good stories of, of people and there's always these themes that underlie it that you know kind of reinforce the values that we're all talking about and that we all certainly subscribe to um, but those are the kind of things that that everybody's receptive to and certainly young people it's storytelling it's something an interesting story about somebody that they can relate to so that's what we're all trying to do and that's what we do on the distribution side as well so segue uh I would like to mention our restorative justice documentary that is not released. We don't know when we're going to release it yet, but, but I, you that's guys your are going to come that's up with your, a really your, great uh, plan for distribution, right? I, right. But I'd like well, we, to talk well, a little bit about it. We want to hit the film it. festival scene. Though. I mean, that's yes. why we haven't so, had a definitive online release yet. Is yeah, because we it, really want to get it all over the film festival. It's, so it's a pretty cool doc. If Sam could at least like stand in front of a camera... And just so well, restorative justice is in the world of you know in the criminal justice you know topic. Actually, but you're gonna have to describe Sam, what that down. means. Sam, sit down. I want Sam to sit. I, Sam, I want come Sam over to here and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right. Now I'm running the camera, by the way. <laughs> uh oh. Um, Sam, introduce yourself. Uh, Hello, my name is Sam Martin. Uh, I am a creative director, I guess, here. Um, I do a lot of editing, a lot of cinematography, directing. directing. Yeah, lots of Producing. different things. You make Producing. videos? We all kind of do a lot of things. Yes. We do. So, so I want to talk about the Restorative Justice Project. Yeah. Can you guys explain what restorative justice is? Because we, I had I didn't know what that meant until we did this project. Oh boy, can we! <laughs> I think we've gotten pretty good at it. Um, so let's see. I mean, I think that just to just to kind of set the table a little yeah. bit, um, you know, we basically received a grant from an, a program to do a documentary, yes. and we were kind of. I think that we as a group, and I, I'm pretty sure that we've done some KOL episodes on you know criminal justice reform and i think that this is a topic that a lot of people in america are are interested in and it's something that's in need of solutions um and and so i think we we found this this program this philosophy called restorative justice and we decided okay that's the thing that we should make we should we should make this yeah. documentary on and sam just sort of really dove into research so i think he's a way better person to talk about what it's about yeah well uh Restorative justice is this really cool new kind of justice system that we found. And, and we're all about personal responsibility and at Free the People. And we love these different ways in which communities can come together to solve problems uh, where you don't need the government involved. And restorative justice was this perfect example of that, where uh, you don't need, it's not a top-down solution. You don't need a court. You basically just need 
a community that wants to get involved in helping victims and offenders solve problems and talk to each other and get through uh, different issues. And it costs almost no money. Um, and it brings together community members. And it really shows how everyone in the community is involved in the justice system. It's not something that 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 you're kind of it affects everybody basically yeah and i think the interesting thing with it too is that basically in order to for for someone who's committed a crime to 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 even go into this program they need to actually they need to take responsibility for the crime that they did so so you know if you're trying to get out of it you're not you can't go into it because you have to basically own up and say okay yeah i did that thing um and it actually it actually takes much more work than the typical justice system because you have to you have to own your crime and then you have to confront your victim and then you have to be accountable to the entire community and then you have a whole list and contract of different things that you have to complete by a certain amount of time so it's actually much harder than just going to jail but isn't it true that in the places that have done restorative justice there's lower rates of uh, recidivism right folks returning to jail there's more trust in in law enforcement Uh, there's a lot of really positive results that don't exist with our current justice system and it's not right for every crime but it seems like it's been very successful with many crimes yeah yeah so we've profiled this town of longmont in colorado um for this documentary and they have you know um we looked at we we spoke to a number of people with with different programs across the country and sort of Longmont's seems to be one it's they've been around for I think twenty years ten years the uh, the restorative justice yeah. program uh, yeah something like that like, yeah since the two thousands early two yeah. thousands so twenty years yes. twenty years um, so they have great. a history so they also have all the data to back up all the work that they're doing so so. Um, but what's interesting about them and what I think that they con- con- uh, contribute a lot of their success with is the fact that it's a partnership um, yeah. between law enforcement and the community. So, you know, it can't work. One, one, one can't really function without the other, and it requires a buy-in from both. Yeah. both. Um, but, I mean, this was a really exciting opportunity for us because I think that we, we kind of got to flex muscles that we hadn't used before and yeah. that – you know this program is not you know it, it's not a partisan thing yeah and and the people in it were not people i mean they weren't people that we knew before and, and if you look at a lot of uh, the the work that we've produced we've produced it with generally with people that we've we've known and have experiences with it yeah and we went in kind of airdropped into longmont and, and yeah we had really had no connection and it was just a a series of of uh, different relationships and and we were referred to different people and they referred us to people in this tiny town we had never heard of and then we got to know like i feel like a lot of people in this town and they really yeah. embraced us and um wasn't a world we we're familiar with because i think what they do really well like like you said it, it it's completely transpartisan which is something that we really want to do here like we want to we want to come up with solutions that everyone's on board with because that's right. kind of what we do in life and everyone in the restorative justice uh program they're more progressive more on the left you know the the lefty it, side of the spectrum it, and then everyone even in the about department was, were conservatives so i mean and that was the but it wasn't about politics like none of them there was never really that wasn't the frame for any of this stuff nothing was political it yeah. was it was almost it was it was i mean i think that right. that uh uh the 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 chief there, Mike Butler, um, the put it. Chief. Yeah, he put it nicely and said, 
uh, what was it? What was his line was um, the two greatest uh, human tools are for forgiveness and apology uh, and forgiveness, yeah. which is it's a fantastic little. Yeah, it really you know, comes. Flaw. It really brings us back to basics, I think, and that's yeah. what restorative justice is all about. It's what was used. It's what Native American tribes use. It's what was used in the Old Testament. You know, mm-hmm. it's like these ways of like, Making as a community, right. you come together and you just you just figure it out. You know, you you because right. you can't. Ca- I mean, and, and the, the the problem is is that you know, or the thing that this that restorative justice does well, and what we kind of learned a lot about was the fact that it's about rather than kick, you're not trying to ostracize someone and kick them out because then you create more problems and instead it's about okay you did a bad thing you have to make that right but then moving forward but this shouldn't destroy the whole rest of your life and that's the point it's it's how can you from the from the film that was like the worst decision you've ever made shouldn't you know define you for the rest of your life yeah yeah and And what what i like about the program is you know we hear so much about well he's paid his debt to society Mm -hmm. well if sam stole your wallet sam doesn't have a debt to society sam has a debt to you Mm -hmm. right and restorative justice evens that out and, and it and it pays you back in in a lot of different ways because at that point society hasn't been harmed you have and now you're right. made whole exactly. and i think that's yeah. really critical mm-hmm. well and that's the i think that's the reframing that that it does is it's mm-hmm. like in in most justice system the justice system generally the 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 victim doesn't have a voice at all right yeah the harmed party in, in is generally just the state and what the state doesn't need anything right Terry, um, talk a little bit about like our ambitions for distributing this thing, like sort of trying out some new stuff. Does does the does the audio pick up from these guys off camera? Well, you got that. Yeah, okay. you got. Yeah. There's a mic on the top. Of oh, okay. That. I was. Can we just move kind of closer to that camera? Or there. come sit on the floor. <laughs> well, I'll come in next time I need a beer. <laughs> but, but let's just talk about the, the strategy. Of, yeah, of, right. Well, where you yeah. can expect to see it. Yeah, hopefully. So so we're really excited about this project. I mean, as as um, Matt has talked about that, Matt, not that Matt has talked about this has really taken our team um, to a, a, a new level in, in what we're producing. And Sam has done a great job. And so we are looking to get out of the traditional means of distribution that we've done, which are great. I mean, social media, Facebook, YouTube and all that. But we are exploring now various film festivals across the country, and, and we're really hopeful that, that those will pan out. Um, I think we already made it to the semifinals in one or two that you submitted to. Is that uh, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so, it's, yeah, yeah, just to add okay. on to that, I think it's just uh, it's a really timely topic right, right now. Yeah. And I think it's uh, – personally, I think it was well-produced, but I also just think it's, it's a topic whose time has come. So right. it's yeah. really – yeah, and and we're also you know yesterday in our in our um, annual end of year um, staff meeting we we're talking about what to do next with it. I mean we have a great product, but there's a lot of other stories to be told, and we're really hoping to be able to expand this and and take it to our first feature length um, documentary, which is which is really exciting, and and that would um, encompass us, and it's a challenge, but we would love to find um, someone, both an offender and a victim who are willing to let us film this mm-hmm. and, and, and follow their journey. So this isn't us just parachuting into some town mm-hmm. for a, a day or two. It would really, it's months of, the process takes months, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it, it'll Definitely. be a really exciting um, project that we're hoping that we can, that we can pull off. And um, I don't say this very often, but our team is pretty awesome. And so I think that it, we can actually pull it off. 
Did you so guys too. hear that? <laughs> <laughs> and and um, it's on film. And it's on film. Yeah, so hopefully you'll be able to watch it. If you're listening, you'll be able to see it soon. But, you know, we'll yeah, stay tuned to Kibbe on Liberty. Keep an eye out. We'll do, be doing a pages. premiere yep. at some point. And, uh, yeah, we'll announce it too. I mean, we, yeah. you know, we Free the People has a pretty cool email list where we announce yes. all this stuff too. Which so if you sign up there, just at freethepeople.org, uh, you know, we'll announce this documentary as well as all of our big projects that we do. Mm-hmm. Post updates there. Yeah. Keep people yeah. informed. So, so, Matt, do you want to come back on and wrap this no, all up, so. or are we going to just keep going until, like, New Year's? Before I come back on, let's talk about some of, the, some of the vision for 2020, because, the, I mean, the evolution here is, is less sort of um, uh, ideas-based stuff that's comfortable to our existing audience mm-hmm. and really trying to connect with audiences outside of the libertarian conservative bubble. Right. And so if you, if you look at if, where we started and, and where we're at with restorative justice, you know, talk about the future. Yeah, so, I mean, I... Uh... I guess to reiterate, if that doesn't didn't pick up on audio, Kibby wants us to talk about the future. Um, but uh, I think that one of the things that we're we're looking forward to doing in 2020, and I think that this restorative justice documentary was a great step in this direction, and um, some of the other projects that we're looking at for next year are going to further push us in this direction. But it, it, you know, one of the the things that's interesting about this the sort of the the things that we're trying to do with with our um, I hate the word content because it's such like a diminutive word to use. Yeah, it's just like stuff, right? Yeah, it's just <laughs> junk that you just throw out yeah. there. But um, with with the um, this the videos, the stories, the things that we're trying to put together, the the, the creative work that we're trying to do is um, is take take some of these ideas and, and put them in something that's much different. Uh, I mean, documentaries are great, but we're trying to find new ways to tell stories that that reflect our values but are not about you know politics or about you know necessarily about like stuff that's within the system yeah i mean i I think something we've always talked about here is that we all live these principles Mm -hmm. uh, as best we can i think you know i've always kind of was a libertarian before i knew i was a libertarian and i think a lot of people are and that's kind of our philosophy with making videos here and making films is that we don't want to overlay any strong ideology on top or, or any kind of teaching or preaching or anything like that. Mm, We want to go more in the direction of telling stories that are really compelling and entertaining Mm -hmm. probably first. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's, there's a message behind it that people can figure out for themselves. So, so I'm going to trigger Matt here and I'm going to quote AOC (laughs) because she, she said um, pretty famously, it's better to be morally right than to be factually correct. This line is actually part of the drinking. I I did that purposely. So, (laughs) but, but the, the, the the point that I want to make it, which Kibby probably has made multiple times, but um, so many people tend to rely on facts when they're telling stories and, and figures and, and conservatives tend to do that a lot. You know, if we enact this program, it'll save this much money. Well, people don't really care about that as much. What they care about is the people that it will help. Mm-hmm. And so we have to tell the stories. And I just think that libertarians have both the morals um, and the facts on our side. But we just we focus on the facts and we have to focus on the morals and the stories and the, the people um, because our solutions do help people 
Um, and we just have to always make that case. And you do that by telling stories about an interesting and compelling. And people. I think we yeah. want to entertain a bit. Yeah. I mean, I right. don't. I think we were, were. You don't want to make boring videos. Yeah, we're trying to make things that that make you feel something. Um, you know, I don't think we want to make. Um, you know what did marty call marvel movies like roller coasters or whatever we don't make <laughs> want to make theme park stuff yeah but um we want to make stuff that 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 makes you think but it, you know isn't a bore to watch so, yeah yeah um which who knows if this podcast was <laughs> <laughs> i think that's something with like the restorative justice thing and hopefully we'll be moving this direction with other products is you 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 see yourself in the story and i think that's mm -hmm. Like it's got to mirror life in some way, right? Like we're not we're not we're not teaching you something right. in particular. Like you find yourself in the story and then you're moved by right. it. People right? People make these come to these conclusions themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not you know we're not trying to you're not going to move the needle by reinforcing ideas that people already have. There, you know, right. whether it's you know just concepts or biases or anything. You know, you can you don't want to tell people things that they already know. You guys are trying to make people figure thing out things out for themselves. Folks who are yeah. whether they're undecided liberty curious libertarian republican democrat it doesn't matter these are values that we can all subscribe to that by the nature of watching these stories you sort of you know come to the same conclusion of well maybe folks can figure this out themselves maybe we don't need the government to do this for us yeah and, and I, I feel like we got to get to the place of like we got to get away from taking things away from people you know <laughs> like we the, it actually is an incredibly freeing obviously philosophy you know, we're not we're not about taking taking things away from people or cutting down or cutting parts oh, of government. You might not be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. All right. Sam, your guest spot is done. Oh, Kippy's, no. Kippy's taking the mic like back. I was going to take that spot, but then Rourke no, works there. there. Um, this is sort of thank poetic. you, Sam. Merry Christmas, everyone. And I apologize Merry for Christmas. whatever just happened. Good night. Cheers. Cheers. Cut. Thanks for listening to Kibbe on Liberty. Be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast. Your ratings will help us reach even more people with our mostly honest conversations with mostly interesting people.